but I feel like sometimes I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm just not Don't doing it. To do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's availability. It's mm-hmm. it's being available to his daily purpose, mm-hmm. and sometimes that morphs into a bigger purpose. Right. Hey, I'm Susan Curry, and I'm Kim White. Welcome to the Remain in Him podcast. As women, things are thrown at us every day. How will we respond? We want to start the conversations that always turn us to an answer from the Lord and help us to remain in Him. I am really looking forward to this conversation on purpose and I, um, because I think it's one of those things that everybody is is the spoken and the unspoken question mm-hmm. in agree. so many people's hearts. Right. I think I think in the world in which we live in today, too, I think it's like to just find yourself, what, like what is my place in this? What is my purpose? Mm-hmm. But I think we could take this in a lot of different directions. So I'm almost <laughs> excited to see how we really take this. Yes. Uh, because those those questions, why am I here? Mm-hmm. Um, there, somebody has said that the four questions of life are who am I, which is identity, where did I come from, which is origin? Mm-hmm. Why am I here, which is purpose? And where do I go when I die? Eternity. Mm-hmm. And, and I think about it this way, that um, our, our origin and our eternity, if we're Christians, that's answered in Christ. We right. know where we came from. He, we were created by him. And we know where we're going in eternity. But, but I, I often tell people the, the next two, where did I come from? I mean, who am I? And why am I here? Mm. Take us a lifetime yes. to unravel. Yeah, mm. you know. And if we're Christian, the who am I question is a daily thing of us renewing our mind in what Christ tells us in his word. And so we need to go to him to find out who we are right. and to erase those lies of the enemy that we keep talking about. And then the other one with purpose is that's a lifelong question too. Right. And, and yeah. I think there's and there's seasons to it too. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's lifelong and we're learning, learning, and then there's different situations and scenarios in our life and seasons um that that affect mm-hmm. that also. But I think overall and I think the starting point, I mean to me and uh, I would think probably with you is that with purpose it's it's first we got to go to God. Mm-hmm. And what you know, mm-hmm. so it's not first about us, it's first about him What's and what his purpose for yes. us. And, yeah. and we know that that is to glorify him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I think I've always, and enjoy fellowship with him or be in relationship mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think adding to that, I think there's even a few more, wouldn't you say? I, I, I break it down this way and there's so many ways I think you can break it down. But for me, it's easy to, to lay this as the template over all the other purposes in my life relationship. I'm yeah. looking for, for to deepen my relationship with Christ and right. is and and I think sometimes we look at purpose the perp, God's overall purpose and we get it confused with what's his purpose for us individual but overall his purpose for mankind is for yes. relationship with him and is to be image bearers. Yes. I, yes. One of my favorite scriptures is 2 Corinthians 3.18. And it says, So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like him as we're changed into his glorious image. And so we're meant to be image bearers. So 
that that is that's my goal that's my right. purpose is to become more like Christ on a daily basis and and then the the third thing that he tells us very clearly is Matthew 28:19 you know he tells us go make disciples right and so we're supposed to be spreading the gospel so we have to first build that relationship then we have to start looking more and more like him and then we have to build disciples and you know and all of those things though to do those so we know that is the right answer. It's the, it, it is what we are on this earth for. But then I think, I know for myself and prior to other people listening, it's like, okay, but how? How, how do we do it? How do we do mm-hmm. this? What does this look like in day-to-day lives? I mean, to glorify him, what does it mean to glorify him? I think, we, you know, as far as in relationship building, we go back to the one we just did on scripture last time. And I think, you know, it's about being in the word. It's it's learning who we are in him and then learning to obey that because that's how we know, you know, um, John tells us that, you know, whoever has my commands and obeys him, he is the one that loves me, mm-hmm. you know, learning to obey and, and and to, you know, like I know with the, the ladies in Bible study, it's like I said, you know, we are literally, we need to find what is eternal. We got to look for what we can do mm-hmm. with with kingdom things in mind in our day-to-day mm-hmm. lives is that that is what, you know, I think that goes with Colossians 3 where, you know, it tells us to set our hearts and our minds on things above. We got to be looking at his purpose for our life in one way is as far as discipleship and, and serving, being God's hands and his feet, is that we are going, um, that it's with an eternal uh, uh, perspective in mm-hmm. mind um, mm-hmm. and not just Oh, I'm just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. And I, I think as we look at our at our individual purposes or the individual plans that we make for our lives, um, so often people are asking that question, and they're really um, they're really saying, "What am I supposed to do? Maybe what's my career supposed to be, or what am I supposed to, mm-hmm. you know, what what's my life supposed to look like?" and God wants to be part of all of that, mm-hmm. but but if we can go back to, is it building a relationship? Is whatever I'm doing, whatever hat I'm wearing, and what I'm doing, you know, for for employment or you know right. for for a profession, is it building a relationship with Him? And I, am I an image bearer in that? And am I making disciples? And and to me, when I began to understand that, that gave me much more peace in the in the nitty-gritty of trying right. to find the way that if I'm still keeping those things as my road markers ahead then I can't get too far off track right right and I think I mean I think that purpose and with that in mind you take marriage it um, or parenting uh, when the kids are at home I think those things when you put that template over it and say okay as I am in a marital relationship with my husband, am I, you know, am I in first relationship with the Lord and how I carry that out in my marriage Mm -hmm. in a way that is loving God and then loving my husband? Am I, you know, and with an eternal perspective with children, you know, you know, Lord, I'm first seeking you and your face. I want to please you. And how can I do this not to just get through a day with my kids, but how can I do this with an eternal perspective? Lord, how are you guiding me to guide my children? Part of our purpose with kind of more day-to-day part of it. But again, it is with that over with that template over that. But I think each of us 
uh, and then with the seasons of life. You know, I, I know for me, it was, I was teaching school and I had 30 little kids, which was a lot back then when you'd have that many in a classroom. <laughs> and then our, our oldest daughter was born. So I know when I got, all of a sudden I am at home with a baby that's sleeping all the time. And I'm like, Lord, I'm really losing perspective here. Um, I was able to, I saw that you had me doing this here and and by being in the word and knowing you were having me, I, oh, as a teacher, what did that look like each day? And all of a sudden I'm home with a baby that requires, she's gonna sleep, so my job is to feed her, change her, et cetera. So that looked different. So it was really seeking his face and continuing to go, mm -hmm. I am called first to be in relationship with you and how can I glorify you um, as I now stay home with this baby. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it is um, comforting to me that he tells us that he will guide us. Yes. yes. And so we don't have that. to be just like, oh, what am I to do? I? <laughs> because if we really believe that he loves us and he has a purpose, he's going to tell us what it is. I, I love this scripture um, in, in Acts 13, 36. Um, it says, now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. He was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. And it, it's kind of tucked away in Acts in a place that you don't think you're going to be hearing about David. But, but it's, it's there and it's like he served God's purpose mm -hmm. for his, in his time, in his place. And then his life was over on earth and he went to be with Christ. Mm -hmm. And and I think about it and I think, Lord, is what I am doing keeping in with the purpose that you have for me? And yes. like you're talking about a change in, you know, we have so many changes in our life. We we cannot get on one road and say, this <laughs> no. is going to be our purpose for our whole life. And I, I think that's where we get hung up. We want an, we want an ABC Yes. And then I and then I can drive with my eyes closed. Exactly. And it's not relationship based mm -mm. then. And, it's, and God doesn't want us to do it no. that way. And I think when you're saying, you know, we need that direction and, and like when you did the that verse, I think of Psalm one nineteen, one oh five, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light mm -hmm. to my path. You know, my feet are right there in front of me, my path is ahead of me. You know, I need him right here showing me the here and now and I need him to be showing and, and I just wanna be listening and, and wanting to um, just as I grow in that relationship, okay, Lord, wherever you're headed, I don't need to know, and he's not going to give me all the answers, mm -hmm. is that I just want to keep following and following mm -hmm. after you and what you have for me. Um, but, but thinking about that verse, to think that we can stand before, before Christ when we get to heaven mm -hmm. and say, Lord, I, I did the purpose that you had mm -hmm. for me. I mean, mm. what a goal. Oh. And, and you look at scripture and you don't see any of the apostles that were always on track. Right. And that is super comforting yes. to me. <laughs> yes. That, yes. that God in his graciousness will let, you know, could, could have it written about David that he served God's purpose in his mm -hmm. own generation. And we know he made mistakes, mm. but, but he served God's purpose. And mm. so there's a purpose that's bigger than us and we can get caught up in it and walk in it and we can we can get to a point of saying I know I served it mm. and that's what I pray mm. you know Lord let me serve your purpose today let me serve what you want me to do yes. and let me get to the end of the day and know that I did and what you wanted me to do and that's that helps me when I get that phone call or mm -hmm. when I get that 
what I could see is an interruption. You know, mm, maybe definitely. it's not... Yes. Maybe maybe it's the interruption of what I think is thwarting my purpose, but maybe that is God's purpose. Right, and, and to right. be mindful of that. When and with what you were saying, it just brought to my mind the I remember um, a long time ago reading somewhere about you know from our birth date to the date we go to be with the Lord. In between is a dash, and the question was, what are you going to do with your dash? Mm-hmm. You know, we each have a life to live, and to be able to say that, well done, good and faithful servant, that you were glorify, you know, that we were glorifying, that we were growing in His image, and truly we can't grow in His likeness without spending time in the word and prayer to do day-to-day life. I know I gave the example of, of a, a, you know, when our daughter was born. Then I talked to other people and they're going through the empty nesting. And so you've got people that we have, there's certain um, seasons of life. We have people that are in a frustration in their um in their life today that maybe their job and it's like, uh, why am I here? And so I do think, um, for that person, because that frustration can be really very deep seated and, and difficult. And I think this, the, as we have it over the overlay of to glorify him and to be in relationship and to see ourselves as image bearers and, and disciple makers, I think, I think we can, we can at least address some practical things within that um so maybe you're in that question mark stage and and i i do think how can we um within the day like you just Mm -hmm. mentioned let's say we're looking at it a little bigger than just the day what would you say i'm i'm asking this really as a person (laughs) like to you and for myself too it's like to know lord what what is it in this season for this time what would be some things that you think that come to your mind that would be um, something that might help someone else? Well, I I think for, um, we have talked before when we have gotten, you and I both have gotten mm-hmm. to those seasons where we're maybe in between one purpose and maybe that's coming mm-hmm. um, to, to an end that... Um, maybe parenting, you know, Mm -hmm. when our kids got grown, it's like, okay, now I have to find a new purpose, but it's not an overall purpose. Our our overall purpose has remained, but it's, okay, this is the next chapter. And what does that look like? And I think that's where people get bogged down a whole lot. And then they kind of get, you know, go in circles a little bit and we all do it. Mm-hmm. And for me, what is helpful, again, is to line up the mile markers and say, okay, am I, am I still on track for this? But to know that he does have a specific plan and it's not, it's not just one chapter. It's, it's a changeable thing. But also to know that it's for a specific time. Right. And, right. and I think of Acts seventeen twenty six. it said, From one man he made all nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands, and that that our time and purpose for this time is is exactly where mm-hmm. we need to be. It's exactly what we need to be doing, and so when the when when we can't see the next step, right. we can rest in the fact that He will show us the next step. Yes, and I think, um, and I've shared this story many times with you. I bet, but. Um, dear friend, um, Mar- uh, Marilyn Orton. And I remember her sitting down one day with me and I, and I just said, she just really was just quite the mentor in my life. And 
I, I'll never forget her taking out an envelope from her purse and we're sitting at lunch and we're just talking about these kind of things. And it was, you know, it was that emptiness time and, and knowing what the big purpose, but Lord just, you know, and, and she's like, Kim, I want you to start writing. Let's start writing everything down that you've done. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, you know, and I'm here at age probably 50, you know, 50 at the time. I'm like, everything. And she's like, I want, she said, God doesn't waste anything. So we have these different seasons. And she said, you look at uh, Moses, like from Exodus 4-2, when he said, he said, what is in your hand? And it was a staff, of course. And he had been a shepherd. And so, but then he used that to help deliver the Israelites. But during that time, what is in each of our hands? He gives us a lifetime of experiences. He's going to use all of it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it may, and it's going to look different at different times. But from there, and just, you know, she just had me start writing things down. And over those next days, and even up to probably a week, I just started writing things down. And the Lord just, and then as I was in my quiet time and praying, and it was like, Wow, Lord, he started speaking to my heart, which is more of that generalized, just for a season mm -hmm. of time. Mm -hmm. But it was a sweet thing, and I just loved what is in your hand, just from that time of Moses. And and um, so I I look back, and that was a huge blessing to me, and it guided me uh, for that time. And so that was just a, a, a sweet memory. But also, with that, what do we do with that then? If the Lord is guiding us, and, and sometimes it's as simple, it doesn't take that person sitting down with us. Sometimes it's, do you see a need in front of you? Mm -hmm. And he's just going, I'm calling you to love them. I'm calling you to serve them, to help them to grow in their relationship. And so I think sometimes what we know is right in front of us and he places it there, we've got to take that step forward. And I know, I don't know about for you, but I feel like sometimes... I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm just not doing Don't want it. To do it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's availability. It's mm -hmm. it's being available to his daily purpose, mm -hmm. and sometimes that morphs into a bigger purpose. Right. But but I feel like we miss the picture sometimes because we look for that big purpose. Yes. I remember somebody telling me that. Um, well, to back up a minute, a lot of times when we're working with, with college students, because we visit a lot of colleges to recruit, and they that's one of the major questions is what, how do I find God's purpose? and real, Or how do I, they'll ask it a different way, how do I find God's will for my life? Mm -hmm. And and they're looking for that ABC answer. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I do this and this and this, and then it'll all work out. And, and they miss the daily... What are you doing in your in your life right now? What are you doing mm -hmm. in your dorm? What are you how are you living, you know, or in your family or right. whatever wherever we are? And we miss the daily because we're looking for that big picture. And and I had somebody tell me that that um that they were they knew somebody who kept saying, I'm I I'm just not gonna be content unless I can do this and this. Mm. And they wanted they wanted to have a place that, um, a place, a platform for the Lord, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. And, and, but if you looked at their life, they weren't doing anything for the Lord where they were. Why mm. in the world would he give them a platform? Mm -hmm. And, and I think we're always, but I don't think it was out of a wrong heartedness of them. I think they had been surrounded by 
the thought that we need to do something great for God. And they could not see that sometimes the great things that we do for God, the purpose that he has for us is to live in the here and now yes. in the small things. In the little, yeah. And, and so we, we get a wonky view of it. And I think, too, um, not only do we do that, but I think, too, it's, it's like um, one of our, it's like, oh, God, I do know you're calling me to this. But, but I, I'm, you know, in our mind, it's like, I'm going to fail you. I can't do, I can't. I, and, and the thing is, we can't. And mm-hmm. that is an accurate mm-hmm. statement. But he never meant for us to do it. it it's, we've got to do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. Again, with eternal, um, with perspective in mind. And so I think sometimes we get so paralyzed by fear mm-hmm. because it's so out of our comfort zone. Some of it's little things out of our comfort zone. Some of it's bigger things. Um, I know. I mean, it took a long time for me to be willing to teach a class. I mean, that was so out of my comfort zone. I taught little kids, and that was one thing, but to to teach in front of adults. But um, and so again, that's more, you know, in the little daily things. That's not really my my purpose. But it was one of the things God had me do it. So no matter what He has us doing, it's finding His His mm-hmm. purpose overline in that um just that we will will serve and love in the way you know and i and oh and i think you and i know we both love ephesians 2 10 um, for we are god's workmanship created in christ jesus to do good works which he prepared in advance for us to do the first time that verse i mean it blew me away to go whoa whoa you mm. prepared but then it's like am i missing Oh, it was the conviction of, oh, you've called me to do things. What have I missed along the way? Because I'm not listening and I'm mm. not spending that time listening to you. I was thinking about that this morning and I was thinking about how we, how we, there, and there's probably people out there I, that have come to the Lord late in life and they're saying, wow, I, I blew it. I've blown mm. it. I, I can't get on track. I have so missed the purpose of my life. And I know that there are there are disappointments in my life that where I know I miss God's oh, hand on things, and and on a daily basis yes. or on bigger right, basis, right. and and I just I'm I'm encouraged by the fact that he his mercies are made new mm. every morning, mm. and he says you know get back on the horse and yeah. just you know or get on the horse if you haven't been on the horse and just. As long as we have breath, as long mm-hmm. as there is life in our bodies on earth, we can we can get in alignment with God's purpose. And all of the stuff that is behind is behind mm-hmm. and forgiven and, and forgotten. Yes. And we we begin each new day with with his purpose in mind. Mm-hmm. And Lord, what's your purpose now? So there is nobody who is beyond walking in God's purpose for the rest of their life. Mm. And to me, that is such good news. It is. And I and I don't know about you, but I know um, as I've experienced from other people and as I've had to ask forgiveness for just someone, to me, sometimes his purpose is, you know, I think, oh, we want to do everything right mm-hmm. and the way we see mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. to be, where he can use it sometimes in much bigger ways by our acknowledgement of I really messed up here, mm-hmm. and I and and I ask your forgiveness, and and so I think some of the bigger it opens up a uh, just a transparency 
a realness that may have lacked. They can sometimes, and I think sometimes someone can look at our life and think we've got it figured out. And it's like, oh, I am so far from that. And, and I think when we let down our guard and go, I'm afraid of what you're gonna think of me and go, I've messed up, I ask your forgiveness. And so you see how God can work in incredible, beautiful ways through that too. And I believe that a lot of times we get hung up with the fact that we think we've been trained to do this. You know, maybe we've picked up a skill or we've mm -hmm. gone to college and learned how to do something. And we think that wraps up and puts a bow on what God's purpose on how he will use us. And I look, I look at most of the people that I know and they have worn many hats mm in their lifetime and and their their um what their what what it looks like for them in a day-to-day -day basis in serving the Lord and what they're doing is changing it's ever changing yes. and um it's, it is is finding that that relationship with God that he can guide us right. into how he best wants to use us for that moment for that time for that place. Mm. And change is, is, mm -hmm. is difficult sometimes mm -hmm. for us too, mm -hmm. you know, to to say, okay, Lord, I'm open. Oh, this is this again is out of my comfort mm -hmm. zone. But to to and because I think we get um there is a comfort in going, Oh good, you've shown me this. Oh, okay, then let's move forward. But I know like even in some purpose, like okay, like when I mentioned teaching, um, if we ever get to the point where whatever we're doing for the Lord, we feel like we can do it in and of ourselves. Mm -hmm. That is a huge red flag for mm -hmm. our lives because it's got to be, I am God today. I cannot do this without mm -hmm. you. And not only in our giftedness, our calling, whatever, it's just, we need to approach every day. I need to, you know, there are days and, and, I need to do it every day, but I know there are days I clench my Bible literally and just go, I I need to hear from you today. I, I'm a mess. I'm a mess this morning. And I, Lord, I am depending on you. Speak, Lord. I just need, I need a fresh word from you today. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful that in that relationship that he is loving us and guiding us and that he doesn't let go mm -hmm. of us like you said before. Oh. And, and I, I just, I would like to say this. This is, this is a story that I, I don't even know if I've shared this with you, Kim, but this is something that the Lord taught me and it was at a time when, um, and it's, it's that we ha he does have an individual plan for us, and it's a plan for good. And he wants, I think of Proverbs 19, 21, it says, many are the plans in a person's mm -hmm. heart, but it's the Lord's purpose mm -hmm. that prevails. prevails. And, and I can get my plans, and I, can, and I want him to ratify my plans a lot of times. And he says, no, I want you to do what I have planned. And mm -hmm. I remember when the Lord first called called us to go to Ireland, and you and I have been working in the women's Bible study, and I got over there, and it was fairly lonely, and um, no no women's Bible studies going on, and, and um, I didn't even have a lot of interaction with women. And I and I opened the newsletter from our um, from our church, you know, that we were from. And I saw all the list of the Bible Aww. studies that were happening. And they were, and the, if you remember, that was at a time when the, the whole women's Bible study stuff was really developing in a new mm -hmm. way. And I just had this big old pity party. Mm -hmm. Lord, you know, this is not really fair. 
if I was there, I could be part of that and I could be doing this and just really told him what my plans were. Mm-hmm. And and then I, I probably even added in there, you know, and you didn't call Kim and Bill to have to do this. And why did you not, you know, <laughs> why did you do And And then I opened to, to John and it's that, that portion right at the end of John where Jesus says to Peter, you know, he reinstates him, you know, and mm-hmm. feed my sheep. Mm-hmm. And, and he just, I mean, he hit me between the eyes, I think, with this. Um, he just said, um, feed my sheep, truly, truly, I say to you, he's talking to Peter, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you did not want to go. And and then John puts a little parenthesis, this is to... This he said to show him what kind of death he was going to glorify God. And I thought, wow, you know, that's, Peter is looking at him and saying, well, what about John? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with John? Are you mm-hmm. going to make him go through this kind of thing? <laughs> and um, Peter turned and saw the disciple he, uh, that Jesus loved, and he asked him that. And, and he said, Lord, who is it that's going to, um, you know, who is what are you going to do with this guy over here? And Jesus just told him, if he, if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. Mm-hmm. And in reality, we know that John was boiled alive and then mm-hmm. sent to an island to, you know, um, to live. And, and I didn't, I wouldn't want, and Peter was crucified upside down. I wouldn't want either one of those things. Mm. Neither one of them mm. sounds great, mm. you know. No. And and yet Peter was saying, what about him? And Jesus said, that's, that's it's, it's like I say to my grandsons, you know, let every little fox look after their own tail. You know, <laughs> right, it's right. none of your business, you know, mm. because my plan is different for each person. Right. That was a huge lesson for me that mm. I can't, I can't, I can't qualify my purpose by looking at somebody else's, else's purpose, mm. because my purpose is exactly what God has has put forth, mm. forth for me, and I can't say that I always do that totally well now. But what has happened over the years is I've I've been able to celebrate other people's mm. purposes when I realize I'm not called to to do exactly right. what the other person right. is called to do. Mm. Well, and I think I know for over the past couple of years. First uh, Corinthians six twenty has meant just so much to me. It's not. A, I mean, it's a verse I've known, but it's just really over these past couple of years. Really, I've, as I've meditated on it, that it's just really come to a deeper, deeper meaning between myself and the Lord. Just as far as you were bought with a price, therefore, therefore glorify God in your body. I've been bought with a price. Amen to that. Well, we just want to encourage you that each of us has a purpose. We pray Mm -hmm. that you will find your purpose daily, individually, Mm -hmm. in this time, in this place, Mm -hmm. and that you'll walk in it. Mm -hmm. We're so glad you joined us, and we're praying that we all find our purpose fully centered in Christ. We hope you'll subscribe and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. And until the next time, let's remain in Him. Well, we we were 
talking recently about hope. That was our last episode, and it kind of seemed like it was unfinished business because there was a time when there was such a hopelessness in the world, mm-hmm. and and that had to be, thinking about the culmination of that had to be the three days that Jesus was in the grave. Absolutely. Just just, um, just thinking about, I when I was contemplating the song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, it's one of my favorite Christmas mm-hmm. songs, but the fact that the Jews were waiting for a Messiah, and then he came and they didn't recognize him, the hope of the world, and so many of them didn't recognize him, but some of them did. Some of them did. Right? And they believed, and I mean, what did they believe about him? Right, right. You know? Mm. It's just, it's, um, yeah, I can't imagine to be walking in their shoes to then watch the, you know. I mean, he he tried to prepare them in the mm-hmm. upper room, and mm-hmm. and then they saw him in Gethsemane and, and the garden. and But yet then, you know, Peter's watching from afar, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then they're then going to the cross. And, and uh, you and I are talking just... From the different perspectives, can you imagine the different perspectives at the cross? You've got, you've got John, you've got his mother Mary, we've got Mary Magdalene, you've got, and you know, and and all the different feelings, the gut level feelings of, but I thought this, you mm-hmm. know, all the things, and and just like when we experience hopelessness, but this was the epitome of all hopelessnesses. We thought you were coming. You were the savior and king mm-hmm. of this earth. Right. Not eternal. They were looking at it on this earth with a different perspective. And it's kind of, it's kind of what we talked about last time, our expectations. We can have an expectation yes. and totally miss, miss. God's yeah. purpose. And that's why we have to keep looking to him. And I think about, you know, I, I think about the sound of them rolling that stone mm. over that tomb and how final mm. that had to sound to them. And they go and hide out for three days right. because they thought it was over. I often think about the grief and mm. the hopelessness and uh, just the finality of it for them. Right. They just couldn't, couldn't believe it had happened because everything they had expected was exactly what didn't happen. happen. Exactly. And so when we think about hope, I, I really pondered this a little bit thinking, I don't imagine there were three days on earth mm. that were ever as hopeless as those three days. Right. Because they didn't understand what he was doing, even though he had told them, like you yes. said, so many times. So many. It had never been done. They just, they just didn't know what he meant. Right. And the, and the f- feeling of, you know, and it, they even experience, you know, they're all huddled together. It's like they didn't know what to do. And we've, we've had those feelings of hopelessness. You just don't even know the first step to take. Mm-hmm. And what do we do, Lord? You know, and, and um, thankfully they came together, mm-hmm. which I think uh, to keep from isolation, I think is really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, j- mm-hmm. just even as a group, no one had the answer. Mm-hmm. And then when they looked to Jesus, we know that Jesus is the answer. But at this point, they hadn't seen his, he, they didn't understand that he had, that he was um, risen from the dead. And so, and even if they had gone over the things in their mind or together, right, that he had said, 
until that resurrection came, right. it didn't take on the meaning that they could really understand. Sure, sure. You know, it just it it just had to be such a dark time for them. Such a dark time. And you know, he Jesus tried to prepare them. But yet he knew also that they wouldn't understand. And I think uh, maybe just a very small detail of this, but you know what? There are times when God goes, I know you're not going to understand and mm-hmm. this is going to be dark and and you've got to hold on, mm-hmm. you know, because they, they it, but you know, so God knew, mm-hmm. he knew and, but he knew what was going to come yes. too, you yes. know, the, where the victory and where the triumph was going to be found was in the, in the shed blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, um, that that story would be proclaimed forevermore. Mm-hmm. The good news. Luke is the only is the only writer of a gospel that talks about the Emmaus Road mm-hmm. and the two people walking on the Emmaus Road and and I think it is such a great picture of that grief mm-hmm. of that not understanding right. of the disappointment and the heartache, but. But these two guys or these two people, we don't right. even know if you know. Yeah, do you right, think it's right. a, do you? It says two of them. Do you right. think it? And we know that one was Cleopas, right? But uh, we don't know what the other one was. was. Do you think it was a woman or a man? That's a question for oh. you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like I'm going to have an answer for that. I've seen it different ways in right. commentaries, and I've seen you know I've seen different pictures. Where it would be a man and his oh, wife, right? Or two men walking together, and I'm like, hmm, which was it? Mm. Well, and I think all through the word, you know, when even when the word men, it may, you know, it's representing all mankind. You know, it's it's all of us, and I think we, you know, you can put yourself in mm-hmm. this picture mm-hmm. of the I think that's of the true. questions yeah. and the fears and the, maybe yeah. they didn't name them both so we could be one of one them. of them. Oh, yeah. that's a neat idea. And, and, so they're coming back from Jerusalem, but they have heard yes. that he's resurrected, mm. but they don't understand Stand it. it. Yes, and and you know, I, I still think they were there was disappointment and there was grief because they. I mean, who would believe that somebody had risen from the grave? Right. You know, mm-hmm. and they hadn't seen it, and even the disciples, Thomas, didn't believe it till he put his fingers in the holes, you right. know, of right. of the nail holes. So they're walking along and Jesus comes up to them in, in Luke 24 and ask what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that is mm-hmm. such, a, such a funny picture because they don't recognize him. Have you ever thought about why they, they didn't? You know, did he look different? I know. You know just, oh, that, that's going to be one of my questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When we get what, to heaven. Yeah, yes, yeah, I wanna, yeah. What did that really mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, okay, to deviate for a second, it just brought back a, a very old, old image. A dear friend of mine in college, um, even in the everyday things of life, I, I remember we started talking about God. Neither one of us believers. But we we had, you know, we had some basic knowledge of him. And we would go on walks and talk about it. But, you know, I think the talking and not knowing, even in that, it says in this road, on the road to Emmaus, where it says Jesus himself drew near and went with them. I think when we start having questions, mm. he is drawing near toward us that to guide so us, you know, yeah. toward, to bring us toward himself. You know, I said, I, I remember hearing, well, you know, until you're a believer, he's not going to draw near. But when we are going after the things mm-hmm. of God, he is still... He, those are things he's going to be about because he wants us to come to that yeah. 
that understanding. So he's drawing near. I I mean, what what relational words? I just love it. And he he drew near yes. and went with them. So yeah, I love that is that. that is so cool. Um, it it says that their eyes were kept from recognizing him, and and then he asked them the question, "What is the conversation you were holding?" He knew what mm -hmm. they were talking about. Sure, but but he. Just like in the garden mm -hmm. when he asked Adam and Eve, you know, who told you you were naked? And, right. you know, he wants us to to relationally respond to him, you right. know, as, right. as you were saying. And, and and so they were just amazed that he hadn't heard. They, they're like, what corner of the earth were you living in? Right. What, what rock were you under, under that you exactly. didn't see yeah. all of this? But I, I love these verses stick with me. Verse 21, he says... One of them says, but we had hoped that he was mm -hmm. the one to redeem Israel. Mm -hmm. And I that that courses through my mind a mm -hmm. lot of times. But Susan, you have hoped mm -hmm. this. You have hoped, but you don't understand. Right. And that was where they were. They had hoped because they thought he was the one to redeem Israel. And God says, Yep, yep. Right. Right. Just not the way you thought, thought it was gonna yes. look. That you know? expectation. We had hoped. Yeah. Mm. And and then the way he goes about talking with them, uh, as it goes on in verse like uh twenty five and, and uh right in through there and it says he starts sharing the beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Can you imagine that the author of, of the word is sharing this is this was me in and explaining himself in old in the old testament and this is the prophecy and you know speaking of himself and and i think too it just it i think again going with what our life looks like today when he comes and draws near to us um you know maybe our eyes have been you know we have all come from a place where we are blinded to to who he is in our mm -hmm. life and then we come to know him and, and we're ident we identify um Jesus, but then all of a sudden, because of scriptures, our eyes are opened. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the beauty at which we talked about the last time, you know, it's the promises. It's holding on to scripture, and that is what's going to open our eyes. And we so often look to the people maybe who have told us about Christ, mm -hmm. or if we're talking to somebody about Christ, sometimes right. we feel like we have to have the right words but in right. reality, it is Christ himself. It is through the power of his Holy Spirit that scripture is revealed. Mm. And just that whole picture um, that that he's explaining it to them. And right, right. They're finally under, you know, they're, they're, they're brought alive by that scripture. But, and the thing is, is that yes, his very presence is sharing it with them. But when you and I go into the Word of God, it is the Holy Spirit. It is, as we're in the Word, He is the Word made mm -hmm. flesh. So it is still Him that is explaining it to us. And if we allow ourselves to sit there with Him, He wants to speak mm -hmm. to our hearts. It is truly Him that is speaking. And and sometimes we don't, it's kind of like, oh, yep, okay, I'm going to read the Word. And yep, oh, good, checked it off for today. Mm -hmm. And we are finished and, you know, type thing. Whereas he's, here's, you know, Jesus is speaking mm -hmm. to us. And, and th which just, 
hurts my heart when I get up too soon. Now, mm -hmm. thinking about that mm -hmm. right now, um, because he does want to share himself into a deeper relationship with us. And and they they must have been so touched. Later on, they say, didn't our hearts burn mm. burn within us while he talked with us on the road, mm. while he opened mm. to yes. us the scriptures? But that wasn't until they yes. had invited him to come and eat with them. I, mm. I can just, have you ever been with somebody that the conversation is so good and you want to tarry with it? They, right, you right. know, um, I've been with, with people that I feel like they have such knowledge about Christ. I want to, I want to yes, be in their presence. Yes, so, right, right. And I, I think they must have thought, wow, this guy is really learned about the scripture. He mm -hmm. really knows his stuff and I want to hear from him, but they didn't recognize it as Jesus mm. until until it says, the scripture says he opened their eyes. eyes exactly. And I, I'm wondering, I, I keep wondering why he didn't let them see who he was before, you know. Mm -hmm. Was was this just, you know, what was the purpose of that? Right. And, I, and I wondered if it was because he wanted to teach them to walk by faith and not by mm. sight, you know. This is what the scripture said. This is what you're going to have to rely on. Right. This is what Jesus said. This is who he is. And then right. sometimes when we don't see God do things the way we expect um, and we can't understand what he's doing, he wants us to go back and look at the scriptures and say, but search them and try and understand them. Right. And mm. walk by faith and not by sight. Right. Mm. Oh. His word is so amazing. I, I'm actually looking for a verse that um, in John 17, um, in verse 20, um, where he speaks of, for those who will believe in me through the word. Mm. You know, this message, this is a, is a prayer. It's, you know, Jesus is praying, but it says, and that that's us for all those who will believe. That's, that's you and I today mm. that... Um, through the word and so I mean maybe like what you just said I guess that's what that made me think of was John 17 was letting them walk by faith that that for all of us it's mm -hmm. only that's what we have mm -hmm. we didn't have him standing in front right. of us and so there would be that similarity for those moments he's opened our eyes yeah he's yeah. opened our eyes too wow yeah. wow so and then when I think about him opening their physical eyes I I think about there are times in our lives where he gives us such a sense of his presence being with us a tangible mm. sense I mean I've had times when He's revealed scripture to me so much, you know, so clearly that I think, wow, it's like he is sitting here with me. Right. You know, I, I can tangibly know it. And, and I know we're told that he is. I know that we're, but, but I think we can feel his presence. And oh, I think absolutely. if, if somebody's listening who hasn't felt that, to ask for it, right. to ask for him to come into their time with him in a way that, that they can sense his, uh, his presence, presence right. and him revealing himself to them. And then look at when you get to, um, in verse 31, and they're, after their eyes are open, and they recognized him, and it says, and he vanished from their sight. Mm. Now, the first thing that comes to my mind right now is that, you know, we spend time with them, and then we may, you know, all of a sudden, 
you know, oh, now we're, we're leaving the sitting before him in the word. And now we've got to figure out how do we take him with us throughout our day? Because it may look different and says, you know, the Bible is closed and it seems like, oh, okay, that's closed. It's vanished. But no, he wants us to, you know, and then at the, um, from there and he vanished and they said to each other, did not our hearts burn? So then they start talking to each other. So mm-hmm. it's almost like a picture of, okay, I'm going to go through the day, but oh, we need to talk about this. We've got to keep encouraging each other and keep that before us because we can't just, because if when he vanished, if then they quit talking about it, mm-hmm. you know, in our day-to-day lives, it's like, we, it's got to be, we've got to keep putting it ever before ourselves, by ourselves and with others. And, mm-hmm. you know, we weren't meant, as we talk about, we weren't meant to do this in isolation. And it can become a very dangerous place for our hearts, our minds, our souls when we do choose to do that. I used to have a, uh, I had a counseling instructor who would say we need to be people of burning hearts mm. based on the scripture. Mm. We, people burning of burning hearts. hearts. And I think about um, the scripture, Leviticus 6.12, that says, you know, the fire on the altar must not go out. It must be kept burning mm. continually. We've talked about that before that we need we need to stoke the fire right we need we need to keep stoking it so that so that we are burning passionately for him so that so that we can tell others oh. and then i think too with that uh, Hebrews eleven twenty seven. It was, it was speaking of Moses. Of course, that's faith chapter, and and he says, and that Moses it says he endured as seeing him mm. who is invisible. invisible. Yeah, you know. I think it's. Did he really see him? No, mm. but he was keeping his eyes so much on him mm-hmm. that he was in. That it, he it, knew it, his form. Yes, and yes. and don't you think we can, we can see God's form. In the things that happen, we can yes, see Christ yes. at work and say, "He's here at right. this moment. He's doing this." And I think that's one of the ways that we see Him, even in His invisibility to right, us. Right. Mm-hmm. I love what happens after that. You know, they they talk and they they you know they go back and forth and they say, "Why aren't our hearts burning?" And then I love what they do. And in, in verse thirty. Three, it says, um, and they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up, and Jerusalem was seven miles or eleven kilometers from them. Wow. And so, I, I always think about their feet, you know, mm-hmm. their sandals, you know, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and uh, flat sandals, probably not, uh-huh. you know, right. not these cushioned ones that we right, have. Right, right. And they they've already done that trek here. And they immediately go back because they had news that was so big. Mm-hmm. They couldn't just contain it. They right. couldn't hold it to themselves. They, they knew people had said that they had seen him, right. but they didn't really believe it. And now they had seen him and they wanted to go and be. I, I think it also talks, it, it's also a picture of how when we meet the risen Christ, we do want a fellowship with other people. Right. I bet they went back and looked for the people who said they had seen him. You right, know, right. we saw him too. Right. We understand what you mean. But I think they also went back to tell others he right. is risen. It, right. You know, it's, but, and it's then, a two-part thing. And then they return to Jerusalem. They return 
to where it was difficult mm-hmm. and where they were floundering. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, returning to that. And it's almost like, okay, whether it's a do-over or it's a, I mean, in practical speaking in our everyday life, you know, after he speaks to us and the word becomes alive, it's like, oh, now I can, I can go back mm-hmm. and, and I can go back to what was too difficult. And right. now, and now I'm going to go back in hope. Right. I'm going, it's going to be, I'm infused now with the hope of the, his promise mm-hmm. in me. Mm-hmm. And I think that can apply to any and every circumstance of our life. I think about Isaiah 52, 7, where it, where it says, How beautiful on the mountains mm. are the feet of the messenger mm. who brings good news, the good news of peace and salvation, the news that the God of Israel reigns. And that's even a messianic prophecy, you know, sure. that, that is Christ. But But it applies so much here that when we have that burning truth in us, we are going to want to tell other people. Right. We and are. we are going to want to be with people mm. who are like-minded on it. Right. Exactly. Oh, and then what did they do? Um, and, you know, when they gathered back together, just like you had said, they came back together and it says in 34, the Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. So they they're proclaiming, mm-hmm. and I think are, do we have a, are we using the voice that we've been given in our day to day life mm-hmm. to share? Um, and it's not when things are easy; it's it's returning and mm-hmm. it's going through and going and to encourage others. And you know, don't, don't you find when you encourage other it, others, it solidifies our own faith. Yes. It encourages our own hearts as well. And, and then it spurs, we spur each other on. It's, you know, yes. it's, it's like-minded, you know, and it's, it's moving forward. I think there's such a, such a picture in this whole passage. I mean, a beautiful picture of, of what the, the body of Christ after they've, exp- from blinded eyes to having their eyes open. I think that can be um, in, I love how scripture, there is a big sense of what it means, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, of on the road to Emmaus. But in our everyday lives, sometimes we are blinded to something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then our eyes are open to it. Your husband's actually a really good example of when, like, I can always tell, like, when when Bill and I, when we get together, and he will start talking about a verse, and I can tell that must be something that the Lord has just made very real to him. Because then he's sharing it. And then we get to hear what God's saying to him, but then it's for to encourage us as well. So something that may we may not have been aware of has now been brought to light and in, uh, encouraged us or spurred us on or convicted us. <laughs> I don't like when he does that. But I, I, he's very good at sharing what God is doing doing in um and I mean we do it together but I love how mm-hmm. I know he's done that and Bill and I've both commented on that before that's cool mm-hmm. I, I think I think about it too that nothing really changed nothing really changed mm-hmm. in the circumstance Jesus had mm-hmm. still been crucified and when they went back like mm-hmm. you said they went back to the place of the problem right they were going back into a city mm-hmm. that was still hostile mm-hmm. to Jesus oh it was still against Jesus. But oh, they does knew- that sound familiar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they so nothing on on the front had mm-hmm. changed. Right. But but like you said, they were able to face the problem and and they had hope. But they they had hope in Christ because they didn't really yet know, okay, he's risen. But they still don't know, is he going to have an earthly kingdom? What is this going to look like? Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't give them all of the answers of 
of the physicality of what it would look like in day-to-day -day life. Right. But they had hope. Right. That he was with them and that, right. that... But I think it was also that he had pointed them to the word. Right. That if he wasn't with them and he vanished, they still had the word. They still, right. And that they would, and then of course we know as we go through the New Testament that it was a it was a walking by faith, mm -hmm. one step at a time, prayerfully. Whether who was supposed to do what job, to who's going on to this trip, you know, from Paul or to you know it, each of those things, it wasn't that oh all of a sudden everything's open and and we know how to do all of mm -hmm. this. It was it continued to be a walk of faith day by day, mm -hmm. and sometimes. I wanted to do this, but this isn't what how it happened. Right. You know, it's it's if we really just get in the word and go, whoa, this really is applicable to my life. Mm -hmm. You know, and to think about how many times different um, writers in the New Testament talked about hope. I think sometimes maybe they were rehearsing it. Mm -hmm. You know, for themselves, we have this anchor. We know this hope. And yet reminding people of it because those were tough times. Right. And and we may face people around the world are facing those tough times. Right. But we have a we have that hope. I I think about Second Corinthians three twelve. It says, Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Mm -hmm. And just that truth, if we have that hope, shouldn't we be speaking yes. it out? Yes, absolutely. And I think maybe to go with that, um, a, a different perspective on that, to be bold. We can't be bold unless, again, we've spent time with him. Mm -hmm. And uh, Psalm 119, 114, you are my hiding place yes. and my shield. I hope in your word. When we've spent that time alone with him, where he is our hiding place and we are safe and we are with him and talking to him and he's our shield and he's our protector. And then we're ready to go out and be bold. Mm -hmm. um, is there a verse you would leave us with today? Mm. I, I just, I think I would leave us with, um, didn't our hearts burn within us? Lord, mm. I just would pray that you would make us people of burning hearts, mm. that, that your message is so vital, vital to a hopeless world, yes, Lord. that you would create such a fire in us yes, through the God. power of your Holy Spirit, that we would be bold, that we would have a freshness in our step as we rush out to tell mm. others the mm. good news. Okay. Oh. Thank you for that good news. Yes, it is Jesus. good news indeed. We praise you and we thank you. Amen.